We'd like to welcome everyone to Scripture in Black and White, a new podcast where we are going to be talking about what it means to be church leaders and hopefully men of God who are both black and white, and also surfacing and talking about the teaching of Scripture, which is often more black and white than people think today. So my name is Bobby Harrington, and my co-host is Anthony Walker. And Anthony, uh, welcome. Uh, I'm going to give you a chance to tell everybody a little bit about your background. I'm going to actually interview you, and then we'll switch, and you can interview me. Awesome. Awesome. I'm Anthony Walker, uh, minister of the Highway 231 Church, and uh, glad to be a part of Renew, glad for this podcast uh, that should bring clarity to even some of the difficult scriptural teachings, just making it very clear in black and white. Anthony, uh, I know that uh, today, not only are you the senior minister of a church, uh, the 231 church, like you mentioned in Murfreesboro, uh, you've actually been there for quite a while. Tell us a little bit about uh, how long you've been in ministry, the church that you're at, and just a few things like that. I've been in ministry for for quite some time. Uh, I've been at Highway 231 for uh, the past 15 years. Uh, it's been a journey with them and uh, they with me. I came as a, a young, single, 24-year-old. Uh, and in that time, I'm now married. I have two wonderful children. Um, and so my life has changed uh, personally. But if you know anything about, you know, the life of men of God, it has really touched the ministry as well. Our church has grown and developed. I got there. Uh, and, and when I arrived, there was some difficulty at the church. But now we're growing and thriving. We have been for uh, the past 15 years. So it's been a journey. Uh, we're still on the journey and just watching what God is doing uh, in Murfreesboro. Oh, that's that's great. So uh, 39-year-old uh, minister, uh, pastor, but you're, you've been in ministry for 15 years. So that's, that's pretty significant. The other thing that I think is significant, Anthony, is that you've been at the same church for these 15 years. And uh, so that's, uh, I think that's really significant because ministry is difficult. And uh, to be at one place for 15 years is a is a pretty significant um, accomplishment. Now, tell us a little bit about your church. Uh, you're in an area of the country uh, where often churches were divided based on race. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, because one of the things that uh, you and I both believe in, and that is that we be transparent and that we be real. And uh, uh, your church is mostly an African-American congregation. Tell us a little bit about that. Right, right. We're a predominantly uh, African-American church, uh, although, you know, the culture is is wide open. Uh, The gospel that we preach, uh, you and I, the gospel from God's word, uh, it does not have a skin color. So the gospel that I preach has to be able to speak not only to African-Americans, but uh, you know, any nationality, any culture, any economic standing. Uh, our area is is blending more and more as our city grows. Murfreesboro is 
one of the faster growing cities in the country, let alone in the state of Tennessee. And uh, it's a college town. MTSU is here. So with that amount of growth, you're going to get uh, kind of a melting pot of um, cultures of different peoples. Uh, but with that, there are the challenges that come with this same growth because of the differences in culture. Uh, it, it creates some some challenges. It kind of reminds me of um, Paul when he writes to the church at Ephesus, a church with Jews and Gentiles that are freshly coming uh, into the body. They bring some of their cultural differences, uh, and there's some clash. There is some 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 conflict as a result. But Paul lets them know. Uh, in Ephesians chapter four, to bear with one another in love. So as we are growing and more and more people are, are moving into the city, uh, moving right down the street from our church, a couple of subdivisions are popping up and they're breaking ground on another one with a, within a stone's throw of our congregation. So with that growth, uh, there are going to be people from different backgrounds, different uh, nationalities, uh, but all under uh, the blood of Jesus. So it, it's it's an opportunity uh, to show the power of Christ working through us. Well, I love your church. I, I love uh, the times I've been with you. You and I have been friends for several years now. Uh, and one of the things that I really appreciate is the conversations that we've had about race, the conversations that we've had about what it is to be a black man or a black woman today. And I've really appreciated those conversations. You also uh, come to this conversation, of course, with a lovely wife and two children. Tell us a little bit about your family. Yeah, yeah, Jenny, uh, Jenny and I, we've been together uh, since March of 09, and um, she just really lights up my world. Uh, I tell the joke about her when she came to 231 years ago, I said, as David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I see what I want. Uh, I knew that this was the one. And uh, so we married and I had a few years with just she and I, and we're still, you know, growing closer and closer together. Uh, I have a son, Remington, uh, a daughter, Rain, and they are sprouting up at, at nine and seven years old. And again, it, it, it just brings context to what God is doing, even in my life. Uh, i dreamed of, of having a wonderful family. I dreamed of having a great wife. Uh, and now I get to celebrate them, uh, appreciate uh, that family connection. It's, it's a blessing to us. Now, one of the things that you and I did for about a year and a half is we were on a, a TV program with Jason Whitlock. Uh, I had to get off the show just because I've got a lot of other commitments. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to make sure I had time with for is this podcast. But tell us about the Jason Whitlock show. You're a regular contributor on there. Uh, I know you do a great job. Tell us a little bit about that. Wow. Uh, I'll never forget the day uh, that Bobby Harrington calls me up and is asking, do you know who Jason Whitlock is? I said, yeah, I remember him uh, from sports media. I said, would you like to talk with him? And I'm thinking, you know, I'll talk with anybody, especially about my faith in Christ. Certainly. Uh, little did I know what God was working through uh, our friendship, through the connection, through the show. Uh, Jason is a, a man that's on a journey back to his Christian roots. He was raised 
uh, in the church. He was raised by uh, a mom and a, a faithful grandmother that uh, left an imprint of Christ on his life. And uh, like most people, uh, the, even the Bible says that all of us, like sheep, sometime go astray. Uh, and so he talks about that very transparently. Uh, but now he is on his way back. He is pursuing uh, a, a walk and a path with God. And I'm just humbled to be a part of what God is doing in his life. Um, he has this show, Fearless, and it is fearless. You know, he talks about everything from sports to politics to just culture in general. However, he does this through the lens of a biblical and Christian worldview. So this is an, a venue that you can speak about sports and scripture at the same time. You can talk about politics and scripture at the same time, culture and scripture at the same time. And because he respects the word of God, he brings that to the table and challenges uh, even some of his own uh, beliefs and thoughts and ideas. So uh, I'm intrigued by what God is, is working through him and the audience that the show goes to. We miss you, Bobby. Uh, and, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you on special occasions when you can come through uh, but even outside of the show, uh, you know, I keep in regular contact with Jason. Uh, we have a weekly prayer call and Bible study, and all of this springs from his true desire uh, to, to get back into walking uh, according to God's word. So we pray together, we're studying, uh, and, and I'm just on the journey with him watching what God is doing. That's wonderful. That's really good. Well, Bobby, I want to ask you a few questions, man, because we, we've talked about who I am. But uh, tell us about Bobby Harrington and a little bit of your ministry background. So I'm a Canadian from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I uh, uh, decided to follow Jesus at the University of Calgary. My French professor actually discipled me, uh, was not a believer in Jesus or uh, his following his teachings until, you know, I met somebody who discipled me in the ways of scripture. He taught me what is a core value, Anthony, that you and I share, and that's the lordship of Jesus through scripture. What that means is uh, whatever scripture uh, teaches us, with God's help, we're, we're going to follow that scripture. No matter what the culture says, we're going to follow the lordship of Jesus through the teaching of scripture. And uh, uh, since that time, I've, I've uh, been walking with Jesus. Uh, I've been in ministry for over 35 years as a senior minister or senior pastor. So I get to be the guy who's the old guy on this podcast. Uh, hopefully that'll be some experience that I bring. Uh, just over 25 years ago, uh, Cindy and I planted a church uh, in the Franklin, Tennessee area. So it's a suburb of Nashville and uh, the Harpeth Church right beside the Harpeth River. And we recently celebrated the 25th anniversary of the founding of the church. So uh, that was, it was really uh, just a wonderful uh, Sunday where we could do that. So grateful to God. And uh, so I'm looking back on 25 years at the same church. Um, and I'm really grateful about that. Uh, and uh, part of the thing I just want to tell everybody is I also lead uh, an organization called Renew.org. We call it 
the Renew Network or Renew.org Network, uh, which is a large uh, number of churches and church leaders who are a part of that. So grateful, Anthony, that you're a part of that. And uh, we try to help people really see what scripture teaches and how to follow it. In fact, uh, we think there's a lot more that's in scripture that's black and white than the average person might think. And so we try to advocate for scripture as the uh, thing to follow, both in our church, uh, Harpa Church, and also at Renew.org. Along with Renew, uh, you lead another great organization, uh, Discipleship.org. Uh, Tell us uh, a little bit about that as well. Yes. So uh, for somewhere around eight years, I've had the privilege of also leading Discipleship.org. And Discipleship.org champions Jesus' method of disciple making. Uh, we've recently brought on somebody to help uh, lead Discipleship.org because I really want to focus on the teachings of Jesus. So if you want to contrast the two networks, people easily get confused. Uh, in fact, let me just do this. Uh, I want to tell the mission of our church, the mission of discipleship.org and the mission of renew.org. And I have the privilege right now of wearing the hat of leadership, kind of being the point leader for each of those. And uh, so let me just say Harpeth, Harpeth, uh, church in franklin our mission is to help one another trust and follow jesus so everything we do as a church is going to go back to helping each other trust and follow jesus renew.org uh, we're going to renew the teachings of jesus to fuel disciple making so the heart of what renew is we want to be disciples and make disciples uh, renewing the teachings of jesus uh, for that end. And of course, for us, the teaching of Jesus is the entirety of Scripture, Old Testament, and New Testament. And then discipleship.org is championing Jesus-style disciple-making. So we look at how did Jesus make disciples, and how can we, uh, as best as possible, replicate Jesus' method of disciple-making. Discipleship.org is uh, a broad national organization. Uh, it's an evangelical platform. Uh, Renew.org is an extension of, we, we again, we want to renew the teachings of Jesus. It's an extension of the restoration movement, uh, going back over 200 years that both you and I are a part of. And so we take a stand at Renew.org on some of the teachings of Scripture, which of course we'll do on this podcast, uh, that may be distinctive from other traditions. Now, we see that we have brothers and sisters in these other traditions, but that these are the teachings of Scripture that we want to hold to and renew and encourage people to hold to with us. Wow. So it, it sounds like just from hearing all of the hats that you wear, uh, the one common thread or the two common threads uh, are uh, Scripture and disciple making. Um, and it's a foundational that's, to that's the that, church. That's, that's, in fact, I'd say there's a there's a cord of three uh, that make the DNA. The, the one is, um, of course, the teachings of Jesus. We really want to champion that, champion good understanding and what's called good theology around what Scripture teaches. Secondly, we really believe that relational disciple making, 
where we're in relationship, showing each other the love of Jesus uh, while we're helping each other to follow Jesus uh, is really crucial. So the teachings of Jesus, relational disciple making, and then the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we really want to be people who rely on God, who fast and pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to guide us. So that's the cord of three strands that really pulls everything together that I'm about and that we're about and that I'm so grateful to say that you and I shared together, Anthony. Yeah, when I got to uh, Highway 231, uh, one of the things that I wanted to always be at the forefront of our minds certainly is, is God's word, uh, certainly uh, disciple making, but also that, that third chord that you bring up, the, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. A lot of times when we see uh, iconography of something that represents the Holy Spirit, it's usually a dove. And so a part of our logo is a dove and it's, it's kind of modern looking, but I want it to be so that when people see that, they know that God's people are moving and being led by the spirit. Uh, people who are uh, so intrigued and study and, and dig into God's word, but also people uh, who are ready to make disciples uh, and win others to Christ. Um, so why with, you know, all that those hats and, and with some of the things that you do, why the passion now to extend that reach even into a podcast? Yeah, that's really a good question. <clears throat> I, I will say that I come to the podcast more out of conviction than of uh, something about like, where, oh, I just want to do a podcast. So here's my conviction. My conviction as the lead pastor at my church and my conviction as the lead guy at Renew.org is we need more time in Scripture. We need more time seeing what Scripture says. And yet people are so busy, Anthony. Um, you know, we're lucky if we can get 30, 35 minutes for a sermon, uh, and then we get people in groups, discipling groups, home, we call, in our church, we call them home groups or transformation groups. Um, and yet there's not an opportunity for like a, a Bible class where you really get in at an in-depth level of what scripture says. And so I really feel convicted about this. I, I We did a survey in my home church and we found that uh, 70% 4% of the people responded, said that they would always listen to or uh, mostly listen to a podcast. If it was a long form podcast of a, like 45 minutes in depth in scripture that they would listen to it and right away I knew because what happens is uh, people are spending a lot of time on the road or they're working out. And if they had a, a podcast, that was reliable and that got them into scripture uh, in a way that they normally don't get into scripture to see what God's word says, that that would be profitable. I think it is. I think that right now, so many of us are in social media and we're listening to this voice and that voice. And, and there's so many things being said today that are contrary to the teachings of scripture that we really need time. And uh, the people that I love and care about they really need to hear the voice of God from Scripture and for us to say that and talk to them about that. And what I'm so excited about is I get to do it with you, Anthony, because in all the time we spent on the Jason Woodlock Show and all the conversations we've had over these years, 
I find that uh, we have the same values, we have the same understanding of scripture, and so we get a chance, both as a white man and a black man, to talk about where scripture is actually more black and white, again, than the average person thinks. You know, Bobby, when you mentioned that about um, podcast, uh, I did some research about why podcasts now have become, in the last uh, 10 years, why they have become so popular. If we go back to, you know, the 40s and 50s, uh, when radio was really booming, uh, it, it began. It became popular because there was a radio in people's homes. So if any kind of media or any information had to get out, we knew that it was getting not to a city, but each individual home that had one. And then we know years later, television became more popular and we had TV and it, it served some of the same purpose. But radios began being placed in cars. Again, we're getting to your mind and your ear as you travel. Well, now we're at another stage where everyone has a mobile device and everyone's mobile device has the capability of hearing or receiving a podcast. And people now, in addition to their mobile device, most people have AirPods or earbuds of some kind to where now you're speaking directly to each individual's ears. In addition to that, the mobile device gives them the capacity to curate their own list. So for people, as you're talking about, who have a desire to hear more word or to hear more positive biblical teachings and, and to hear you know, just good information, I can curate a list of, of, of teachers that can give me that. The problem a lot of times that happens is uh, sometimes people reach for what the world has to say. And so for me, even, I'm committed to being a part of information that's biblical, that's sound, uh, that will direct the hearts and minds of others back to the voice of God. And he's you know, given us a platform to where we can speak again to not just adults, but even to the younger generation, because they, too, have capability to receive podcasts. I'm encouraged that even uh, you know, church leaders will be able to receive a podcast like this that can, again, help to potentially clarify some deep theological issues or to uh, just make plain some of the teachings that we already have. Why do we do the things that we do? How do we come to this understanding? And we go to God's word to figure that out. So again, this is a, a great avenue to be able to do this. Uh, and I'm Again, I'm excited to do it with you as well. Hey, let me also uh, tell you of a perspective that I bring uh, that you don't because your kids are young and you're still under 40. Of course, I'm over 60. I'm a grandfather. Uh, I've been married to the same lovely lady for uh, over 43 years. Uh, we have two children, Ashley and Chad, and uh, each of them have grandchildren. Uh, my daughter has two and uh, my son has three. Uh, when I say he's got three, his wife is pregnant now with the third. And so one of the things that I think is gonna come out, Anthony, is uh, it's really given me a perspective on the teaching of scripture through multi-generations. So uh, my children are in their late 30s. 
their children right now, uh, my oldest grandson is six years of age. And so uh, they're all under, under six. And I do see the world through the lens of what's it going to be like for my grandchildren? What is it like for my children? And how can we really let the teaching of Scripture guide us through all of these things that are coming uh, that that are coming into our lives? And that'll include some perspective for grandparents, because I think there's a lot of grandparents that still have an opportunity to influence. Uh, their children and grandchildren for the ways of Jesus. In fact, if I if I'm remembering right, uh, I think your grand uh, your grandmother had an influence on you as well. Certainly, certainly. Um, my my father uh, tragically passed away when he was 25 years old. My mother, uh, being a single mom at the time, was just trying to process things and went through a depression herself. And so I was raised early on by my grandmother, who was uh, so steeply, uh, I mean, just deep into God's word. And, and that trickled down through me, kind of like how Paul talks about Timothy having that unfeigned faith from his grandmother to his mother to him. And so, again, one of the things that I treasure as well with my grandmother and her faith is because of the generation that she grew up in. That same faith is not tied to a generation or a race or a culture. Uh, it, it, it is the same faith that we have today and that I'm passing on and teaching my kids about as well. So because of that, it's vitally important that we're handing this off to the next generation because we are currently impacting a world that uh, we will not be in. You know, even as you're talking about, as you're getting older, you know, there's a, a generation that you won't be able to see. There's a generation that I won't be able to see. It shifts your perspective. You know, when you have kids, you now know that what you do is very significant because this every day that you're going through, every process that you make is going to impact them. So let's contribute to the next generation in word and deed and even in podcast by getting this information out to them uh, in such a powerful way. Well, that, that I, I'm totally with you. You know, one of the verses that'll probably end up being a theme verse for us is taken from 2 Timothy. In fact, what I'd like to do is just refer to it 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, the Apostle Paul says, all Scripture is God-breathed. So God breathed into it. He says, all Scripture is God-breathed and is used for, for teaching, correcting, rebuking, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And then he says in chapter 4, Preach the word, be prepared in season and out. And I just want to say that for us, it's the anchor. It's the North Star. It's in many ways, without overstating this, it, it's the pathway that guides us, that guides our children, guides our grandchildren, guides our churches, guides Renew Network. It is the pathway because God inspired it and if we're following it, here's what's going to happen. We're going to, it's going to teach us, right? 
it said for teaching, uh, for correcting. So we're going to be corrected. We're going to think things. We're going to follow certain paths as human beings, and we need to be corrected. God's word will do that. Uh, it, it's going to rebuke us. There's going to be times, and I can tell you this is really true for me. There have been times when the word of God, when scripture just rebuked me, because I was thinking one way, and scripture says no. It's entirely different. And then, of course, lastly, it's going to train. There's a training component where it's like practical and how we live our everyday lives. We just need to be trained and aligned with Scripture. Certainly, certainly. And so because of that, because of how uh, God breathed this word, it, it, that same word that he breathed, we had a, a glimpse of in history as the word becomes flesh dwelt among us. That same word, that same powerful word uh, that Jesus is and that we have uh, in scripture is the word that sustains us even today. So Jesus tells us that man can not live by bread alone, but he can live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So if we want to make it uh, through the day, we want to make it through the week, we want to make it through the year, and we want to make it to the next phase and next step in our life, we absolutely need Scripture, and we need a clear understanding of it. We need to know uh, where we stand on what God says, and we need to know how to conduct our lives, how God wants us to do it, uh, because He's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, and we find all of this in His Word and by the power and might of His Holy Spirit. So uh, this, this podcast is necessary um, because we're going to deal with Scripture. We're going to deal with it uh, boldly, courageously. Uh, and the, the beauty about Scripture is uh, it's deep enough for scholars to, to, to swim in, right? But, but they will never reach the bottom because it's a living word. However, it is shallow enough uh, that even the new babes in Christ, they won't drown in it. Uh, so this word will sustain everyone, and we need to, to stay with it. In fact, what we're going to do is really make it practical. We're always going to come back to why does this matter for the everyday person? Uh, why does this matter for you know the truck driver? My dad, for example, was a truck driver. Why does this matter for him? Uh, my brother-in-law is a truck driver. My brother and I know is going to be listening to this podcast. Or for uh, my daughter-in-law, who's uh, at home with a couple of young toddlers, why does this matter for her? Or for the person who's the lawyer or the doctor or the politician or uh, just anybody that we can think of, we want to keep coming back to, why does this matter? Why is this practically important for us. Anthony, let me mention something else. I just want to introduce a concept that we're going to be talking about with people, and uh, that is that we believe that in Scripture there are some things that are essential, like they're essential for our eternal destiny. So we have essential elements, important elements, uh, and the important elements are going to be important for our faithfulness to God and we're going to say, we're going to point out why it's actually pretty clear that you should follow this. Even if your eternal destiny isn't depend, dependent on it, 
Uh, faithfulness to scripture is going to dictate that we follow it. And then the third category is personal, the personal elements, or sometimes called the peripheral or the disputable. And this is where Christians just, they, they don't agree. There's flexibility. Scripture teaches, for example, in Romans 14, uh, starting in verse 1 through Romans 15, verse 8, that there are disputable things that good godly people disagree on, and they can still, you know, be together uh, and fellowship together, be in the same church together, but they disagree on. And so let me just say those again. There's essential elements where your eternal destiny is dependent on them. There's important elements uh, that are really about our faithfulness, uh, and Christians are going to not agree on these, and they're not uh, your your eternal destiny uh, may not be determined by them, but they're your faithfulness to Scripture. They're going to be a, a significant enough deal. And then the third one of the personal or peripheral. And uh, so that'll be the paradigm or the model or the way of looking at Scripture that we will teach. Right. And in, in, in all of those things, uh, we need to know what they are. <laughs> I need to know what things are essential. I need to know what things are important. I need to know what things are personal to me. But again, we find our answers uh, in Scripture. So uh, absolutely, these are things that we need to discuss and, and need to frame uh, and need to help uh, the listener. Uh, because again, we're all trying to figure this thing out. You, you talk about uh, everyone from the truck driver to uh, the mom at home, the stay-at-home mom to, to, to everyone. Um, you know, God's Word uh, has a cure for every malady that man faces, every circumstance that I will go through, I can find the answer, I can find solution, resolution in God's Word. So I must be acquainted with His Word, and this uh, is an avenue among others that will help, uh, that, that we could you know tune into, listen, and gain, and hopefully ponder, and go back and even do further study uh, to continue in our growth uh, as, as children of God. I think that's right. Anthony, just as a bit of a teaser, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the elements that might be in each of these three areas. Sometimes we call them the three buckets. So I'm going to start with the essential elements. And uh, the essential elements in Scripture, uh, you can summarize them as the gospel of Jesus Christ, so the gospel, I'll define that in just a second, the gospel and our faith response to the gospel. So for example, in scripture, it says in Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine, uh, we are saved by grace through faith. This not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, uh, not by works. So there's a, a gospel of grace, where God offers us uh, eternal life and the forgiveness of our sins and a life in his kingdom. God offers that to us. The gospel does, but we, we have to respond with faith. And faith in the Bible, the Greek word is pistis. It means faithfulness, allegiance, loyalty. Uh, sometimes I sum it up by saying trust and follow. Uh, it does not mean just trust but it includes faithfulness and devotion and loyalty 
to the one we trust, which is God. And so there's going to be some elements of faith, like a lifestyle of faithfulness where we don't deliberately live in sin, that are a part of uh, the essential elements. When I say uh, by that, I mean everybody stumbles and falls. But in Hebrews chapter 6, uh, chap I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26, it talks about if we deliberately, so there's intention there, if we deliberately keep on sinning, that uh, that's contrary to saving faith. And so there's some lifestyle areas where we're just asking God to help us to have genuine faith that transforms those areas. So it's faith in God through faith in the gospel. And there's various ways to summarize the gospel, but basically, uh, let me just give you a short version of it. Uh, the gospel is that God so loved the world that he sent his only son, a descendant of David, King David, uh, who was the promised Messiah, he came into our world, he taught us the way, uh, he showed us the way, and ultimately he died as a sacrifice of atonement for our sins. He died on the cross, he was buried. On the third day he rose from the dead, and then he ascended to go back to be with his father. He's at the right hand of the father, he's enthroned, at the right hand of the Father as King of kings and Lord of lords, and he is returning to take uh, those who embrace the gospel to be with him forever, uh, to live with him in the new heaven and new earth where we will not be punished for our sins because of our attachment to him, that we live in his kingdom, that kingdom that will be fully consummated when he returns, and we will not go to hell, but we'll be with him, and we will enjoy eternal life with him forever. That is the gospel, and our faith in it is that which is essential in Scripture. Oh, my goodness. Bobby, that is, that is beautiful. That is beautiful. I don't know if I've heard it put so very plainly uh, and concisely, yet comprehensively. Uh, in describing uh, the gospel of Christ. What a teaser, Bobby. Any more that you want to add in this introduction? No, uh, let me just mention these two other categories. That would be the important teachings and then uh, some of the personal uh, elements. Uh, so some of the things that are important to us, Anthony, uh, is that, for example, what the Bible teaches about how a church should be organized. You know, the Bible teaches that you should have elders and deacons. Now, a lot of churches don't do that, and we're not saying they're not Christians, but we are saying, hey, this is an important teaching, and uh, we need to uphold it because it's a part of what Scripture teaches for us. Or another teaching that we might point to is uh, Scripture teaches us to have communion. Well, what is communion? Uh, how do you do it? How, how do you practice what the Bible says there? Uh, another teaching might be, um, how are we supposed to take care of widows and orphans and the poor? Uh, sometimes people don't do that, but it's still a, a matter of faithfulness to what Scripture says. 
And then the last area I'll mention, what we call the third bucket issues or the personal elements. Uh, these are things where good Christians have different opinions. Uh, some Christians drink wine, some don't. Uh, some Christians uh, eat certain meats. Uh, Romans 14 describes eating meat or drinking wine or observing special days, and other Christians don't, uh, that God gives us freedom. I would also say some of those areas of freedom uh, would be like, how do we understand creation and evolution? How do we understand Genesis chapter one? Now, we believe in Genesis chapter one. It's part of the inspired word of God that Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verse 16 and 17 talks about, but are the days of Genesis 1 literal 24-hour days, or could they be ages? How do we understand it? Well, there's some uh, freedom there because of the complexity and because of uh, uh, how one understands it. It's not uh, a matter of, it's not essential to one's salvation. Uh, having a set view is not as important as long as people are upholding what Scripture says about it but we realize, say, in the creation days, we have to allow each other some diversity. And then let's take the book of Revelation, a very difficult book to understand. We're going to allow each other some diversity in terms of how the metaphors and imagery, which are very difficult, could be understood by different Christians. Right, right, right. Wow. So that that really gives... Uh, the dynamic of what we're going to be dealing with, you know, when we deal with uh, scripture and and how black and white it is. Uh, Bobby, I want to thank you for uh, this time and uh, looking forward to uh, our next episode where we dig into uh, God's word and we dig into why it is that we can trust this scripture to be God's inspired word for mankind. Thank you so much, Bobby. Thank you, Anthony. And I really look forward to being with you and with all of our listeners.